Welcome back, Black Zen family. I am Stacy here with my sister Jasmine, and we are your Black Zen team. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in. What up, what up, what up? And for those that don't know what we do, we are on a mission to get people to meditate. Yes. You, is that simple? me, everybody. Is that simple? That's the only job. That is people, the goal. People get confused. They're like, I don't understand. What is it that you want? I'm like, I, I just want you want to, meditate. to meditate. <laughs> but They're why? Like, like, because oh, well, do you want to like sell stuff? I'm like, nope. I just want I just people want to, meditate. to meditate. Oh, is this like a business you're turning into? No. I just <laughs> want people to meditate. And, and that's I not to say we're not going to have like swag in the future just to support our operations. Absolutely. Because yeah, everyone's, do that, cause everyone's been asking, asking I want a black man so. shirt. Right. I get it. Heard. It's in process. Yes. Um, but I But I do think that maybe sometimes people don't understand the why behind why we want people to meditate. I know. And the thing is they won't until they sit down on the mat and meditate themselves and be like, oh, I get it. Right. To want everyone else to get better too. Yes. It's a compassion thing. Yes. And I feel like as a meditator, that's the first thing that gets developed is your compassion for everyone around you. Right. And, and then you start family, to see like people you, who aren't happy and you're like, oh man, I like can help you them could if they totally, did this. right, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's well, why I think we do it. It's also too that it's, um, I mean, just from a purely like health standpoint, specifically in black and brown communities, there's always like, you know, you hear about high blood pressure and hypertension and heart disease and diabetes type two, like all of those are actually products of living a life of stress Mm-hmm. and never knowing how to turn off our internal dial so that we come from a, a really base neutral. Well, just you know, so like over was, time, no, that's think, what's happening in our bodies, and that's why you end up sort of seeing things down the line. Well, because, I would say there's no outlet. There's yeah, no outlet to the stress. Right. Everyone gets stressed. Right, but correct. some people have utilized outlets so that they're not stressed all the time, yes. and that's what helps your body come back to neutral. Exactly. It helps to say? train your body and your mind to come down off of that adrenaline rush of stress. That's putting extra It's making everything inside on of you your have body. to work Everything harder. works harder. Correct. What I do know is that stress hurts the body in several ways. Mm-hmm. Meditation reduces stress, among a lot of other things. Right. So doing say, it... Yeah is helpful and that's why we in are more here. ways than one when you get better your family gets better mm-hmm. society gets better mm-hmm. we as people get better and collectively we just want to walk around joyful that's right. all i want right. we show up differently our website if you don't already know is blackzen.co that's blackzen.co and if you ever have questions about mm-hmm. something on that you see on the site something we talk about on this podcast yep email us at info at blackzen.co we will address it Speaking of addressing things when people email us, so uh, now this year we started answering questions that we got from the podcast in the previous week, and that way we could keep people involved in the conversations because there were a lot of really great questions that we were getting, and we thought it would just benefit if everybody heard the answer to them. Yeah. So this and particular week- before that, I should say that not everyone knows that this is a companion piece to something else. Oh, that's true. We send that. out a weekly wellness in inboxes. Every Monday, 9 a.m. PST. Mm-hmm. In that weekly wellness, you will find two articles to support what you're doing. You mm-hmm. will find all the real nuggets of the podcast. It's the deep dive. It's the deep dive into what we're talking about here. And right now, you're just getting the highlights. So Correct. I suggest you go on our site and sign up for the weekly wellness. Yep. You don't have to read it all at once. You don't have to read it every time. But just so you're getting it, you can... I feel like it will help make this conversation stick. I think so, too. So. And, and, and truly, if you want to live your best life... You could actually go through each week's weekly wellness and start applying those things, and I guarantee you, you will see a difference. Oh, absolutely. 
I, I I go back to the old one myself. I do. <laughs> oh my gosh! Every now and again, I'm like, mm, I think we've talked about this, and I will flip back through what the archives. You, which one have you done recently? What did I do recently? I'll tell you what I did. Oh, I was what? looking at rocks and tumbleweeds a while ago. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I was making mountains out of molehills mm-hmm. and had mm-hmm. to re- had to regroup. Yep, you know. Yeah. So, like I said, there is a lot of beneficial information out there, mm-hmm. and. Like last week's weekly wellness, mm-hmm. the room of requirement, which means there are yeah. always things available to you. There's always information. There's always knowledge. Well, and what's interesting there is that last week we didn't have a question on it, but there was something that we left out of the conversation that we wanted to make sure we oh, mentioned, yes. which is that, you know, when we talked about it in the weekly wellness and on the podcast, we were talking about it in terms of being able to find information and how, you know, internet is kind of a, the great equalizer. Like if you want to find something, you can find it now. Well, the basis of our argument was that there's nothing you can't know. You can always Google something and figure it out. Right. But we wanted to extend that today and Mm -hmm. say that it's not just Google. It's not just learning that has the opportunity. There's opportunity in other people. Mm -hmm. There's opportunity in communicating with friends who might know somebody else. I Mm -hmm. mean, there are a lot of things. And just like that room of requirement, if you open yourself up, to knowing that that room is there, right, and the opportunity will find you when you need it, right. Exactly will what open you up. need whenever you need something. Resources are there in the form of people, information, timing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like everything. Yeah. Everything. It's kind of weird because I do think when you walk around knowing that and really truly believing that stuff pops up that you don't even expect, like even small things. Yeah, like I remember. Um, I was at my desk one day, and all I wanted was a chocolate chip cookie, but I did not have time <laughs> to go downstairs, and I had a meeting that was going to happen in like five minutes, so I was like, nope, I just, I can't squeeze it in, it's not going to happen. I had a packed day, and literally, as soon as I had that thought, I was like, man, it'd be nice right now, one of my coworkers came by, and she had a chocolate chip cookie, and she was like, I cannot finish all this, do you want half? <laughs> swear to you and that's the kind of thing where you're like that's like that's a room it's of a requirement small thing, but moment. room of requirement moment where it's yeah. like all i needed in that moment to like kind of make my day just a little bit better was a chocolate chip cookie and literally within 30 seconds somebody came by my desk and offered me a half of a chocolate chip cookie <laughs> so it can't it can't happen family yeah, well, jasmine's, and that's about small things so jasmine, imagine what that looks say. like in real life when you're thinking about bigger things i was gonna say you knew what you needed it was available to you. You found it. That's what it's about. Yeah. Being able to be open to see the opportunity and let things come to yes. you. Yes. I've also been in situations where we might have been talking about, you know, a certain thing that we want to do with Black Zen and all of a sudden I'll overhear a conversation that people are having that's about the exact same thing that you and I were talking <laughs> oh, about, yeah. you know, and then it's, and then I'm like, oh, wow, I got to follow up with that person because then that's, that's like sort of like that next clue for mm-hmm. what we need to do. And so I just, I think that there are so many opportunities that are presented to us when we walk out in the world believing and understanding and knowing that the room of requirement exists and whatever it is you need will be presented to you. Exactly. When we're talking about things showing up that you need, it's not always in the form of information. It's resources. Information, it's resources, it's people, it can be anything. So just be open and look for it. Correct. So, so on to this week's topic. topic. Yeah. This week's topic was all about fear. Mm -hmm. How to overcome any and every fear. Mm Mm-hmm. This was a good one because we haven't talked about fear before in depth. Yeah. When we were thinking about what to write this week, Jasmine mm-hmm. had a fantastic idea on how to overcome this one fear, and that is naming it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so key. Mm-hmm. So we have a fantastic example lined up, but I know you have something to say first, Jazz. I do. There was a great article that we included in this week's Weekly Wellness, and it was all about why humans are naturally afraid of the dark. 
So the quote from this article that I thought was interesting, and I think right now they're talking about it in terms of being afraid of the dark, but I was thinking about it in terms of being afraid of the things that we're not naming, which is that darkness blinds one of our most important senses, and it leaves us with a lack of control and vulnerability. Yes. And she said that to me, and I'm like, hmm, how can I describe that in real people talk? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which happens a lot with our conversations. But I thought of an example of being in the woods, right? Let's say you're in the woods, and all of a sudden it gets dark. Mm -hmm. The first thing that happens is you lose some sight. You lose the ability to see every corner around every tree, right? Right. You hear a rumble in the bushes. What's your first thought? My first thought is an animal. No, my first thought is I'm going to run, right? Because oh, oh, sure, yeah, exactly. You know, what well, I'm but you think but, you're thinking the same thing. You just went to the action first, exactly. So there's a fear. There's yeah. fear in the unknown because we can't see it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you recognize, oh, that's just a tree blowing in the wind. Boom! I've named it, and then it's not, I, scary, and then it's not as scary. And we're right. and we're trying to apply that concept to really anything in life. The flip side of that is that. If you don't name it and say, oh, wait a second, that's actually just something rustling in the wind. Instead, if you, when you don't name it, like, your imagination takes over. That's an animal. And it starts to create a story. It's a bear. Exactly. <laughs> right? Seriously. It starts to yeah. create a story around that sound. And now what you're afraid of isn't actually what's happening. You're afraid of what you've created in your mind about what's happening. Which is usually so much worse than the, than the actual exactly. thing. Because, e- because even if it was an animal... If it's a bunny versus a bear, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But if you I, didn't think it was a bunny, though, exactly, you thought it you was went a to bear. bear. You went to bear because first. in our minds we go to like worst case scenario, and that's why it's so important to name things. Because yeah, then, that's great. Then even if even if I was in the middle of the woods and I was like, "Oh, it's a bear," as soon as I say it's a bear out loud, I listen to it. And I'm like, "You really honestly think it's a bear right now? <laughs> you, are, in- you are twenty minutes away from the city. There is no bear here. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? But you don't know that until you like expose it for it being." ridiculous yes you know yes and so you're right giving it a name makes all the difference and so we were looking at that and trying to apply it to real life situations so i'll give you the Mm -hmm. example we had in the wellness we have another example for you too yeah if i'm afraid to ask somebody out Mm -hmm. what's my thought process behind that is it i'm afraid of rejection sure do am i am i afraid that it'll work out and i'll be in a relationship for a very long time and maybe what you're afraid, of is, afraid of is a relationship, relationship and not saying hi. And not saying hi. Exactly. Mm. So it's really getting down to like the deepest parts of our fear, mm-hmm. naming it, mm-hmm. and then moving on from there. Right? Right. If you got down to it with yourself and you're like, actually, I'm afraid of getting in a relationship and that's why I don't want to start the conversation with this person, then it's saying, well, why am I afraid of getting in a relationship? Here's the thing. When you get to the very crux of the problem. Mm-hmm. Then you can move past it. Right. And then and then once you have it, then it stops being this like sort of nebulous fear it's in not the, the background. There's no more bear mind. in the woods. Exactly. You take out the bear in the woods right. and you name the fear. Right. And then you see that, okay, it's a bunny. Or maybe it is a bear, but at least you know the dimensions of the bear now, right? At least at least I know enough about the bear that I can decide whether or not I want to live peacefully with it. Or curl up in a ball. Exactly. Are we going to get into a, a, a Leo DiCaprio situation where we got to just maul that thing? You, know? <laughs> you are so foolish. You guys, what's funny? Jasmine's probably maybe five feet and 110 pounds. It would not be a fight. <laughs> Hey, I'm scrappy. The bear wouldn't know because of how she acts. She'd probably come off bigger than she is, but I'd find some sort of lion's growl deep, deep within. <laughs> Sorry. It's funny because you just have to see Jasmine. Go to our website just to look at her photo and 
see how small she is and imagine her fighting a bear and you'll see why we Don't find this so... Don't let the five fool you. I, I'll throw it out if I need to and if it's between a bear and me, I'll figure something out. What's great is... I'm crafty. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> What's great is it's usually not a bear. Correct. It's usually Correct. something your mind has created to make it bigger than what it is. Exactly. It's usually oh. a bunny. Similar to the rocks and tumbleweeds I was talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's naming your fear mm-hmm. so that you can move past it. So mm-hmm. what's another example? Actually, this was a really interesting one. And in the, the article that I was reading, it turns out that when, like, when it's time to submit for a job, women are less likely to submit for a role unless they know that they have everything that the job list that you need. Okay. Whereas men... If they have just a few of the things, they'll still submit their resume, <laughs> which is I crazy. Like, I, you to know me. what? It's, and I actually i i appreciate, I appreciate that. that, and I and I yeah. feel like, oh, well, women, we got to step up because really. So why but, is that though? Why does that happen? Because I think that you know we're potentially afraid of not doing well in the role. Oh, Whereas, like a man's like, I'll figure it up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no offense, but like, yeah. not, I'm not. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying it in like a that overconfidence piece that has to do with testosterone. So it's a whole other conversation. This is where like I read too much sometimes, and so I could go down a rabbit hole with you as to why uh, testosterone leads to overconfidence. overconfidence but it's necessary. And checking a few boxes and for right, it. exactly. But here's but the that's thing: necessary evolutionarily. You're trying to talk about it, Jazz. I'm yeah. not going to let you save it for a new wellness. But the point behind that is, yeah. Fear. What is holding you back from submitting it even without all the boxes checked? Yes. And here's my thing. Like, even if you don't have all the boxes, even if you only have a few, but you know you could do that role, submit anyway. Because here's the thing. Let... Let the person from HR, <laughs> HR tell you know. no. But don't, don't, like, take yourself out of the running because you're just afraid to even try it. Yeah. Right? What's the worst I, that could happen? You don't get called in? Okay, fine. And what's the best thing that could happen? You get called in. Yeah. What's so funny, right? the best job I think I've ever had, I was not ready for. I didn't check any boxes. Oh, yeah. And I submitted anyway because I like money and I'm overconfident. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it'd be really great to make this much and I'll figure out how to do it. And, and sure enough, I got the job. And See? here we are. See? <laughs> These are just um, sort of like random examples, but it's because it can really apply to anything. It's really this exactly. concept of naming what you're afraid of and then getting past it or learning how to work with that fear, right? Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes, too, in the same way that, you know, it could be that I'm just going back to the relationship example because we used it, but it's like if I get down to it and I realize that what I'm afraid of is being in a relationship and then I get down to the fact that, well, I'm afraid of being in a relationship because I am just not ready to be vulnerable with somebody right now. Okay, fine. That's honest. But then at least now you can live with that and you understand it. And so then you'll know when you're ready to be vulnerable again. But at least yeah. you know what or you would great. need. Or you order. can say, okay, great. I don't be vulnerable. This opens up the conversation. It gives you more options. It gives you options. It gives That's you more options. That's all I'm saying. As opposed to, Not as opposed has to, to be cowering married. in fear. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to cowering in fear and having what feel like limited choices, it gives you the opportunity to actually have agency in that situation. Yeah. So. And, I, and, and I think Jazz was right. At the beginning, we talked about how this overcomes any fear, and it's the mm-hmm. truth. The key takeaway in getting over all fear is to name it. Because once you name it, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Naming it takes out the question mark of what it could be and yes. forces us to not make it bigger in our minds than it actually is. Yes. So. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. So we'll make it a quick one and leave it you with that. Well, yes. But on the topic of naming, actually, we tied in the meditation tip of the week to this concept as well. Oh, yes. Right? And this is good. And I, th- and I think this is actually really helpful. So when you're in your meditation, there are some times where it's like, 
you start to get distracted and it's hard to come back to your focus and focus on your breath or a flame or whatever it is that you're using as your focal point. And so by naming what's distracting you, and the key here is to give it one word, mm-hmm. a one word description. So you don't create a whole story around it. It's not a whole narrative. It's <laughs> one word. So for instance, um, if I, in my sit, I realize that I'm starting to be distracted because I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner. Well, now I'm going to mentally tell myself hunger. Hunger. And then I'm going to go then back move to it my away. breath. And then move and then hunger like, just like the thought. Correct. Like correct. thoughts we try to do every single time. Move the thought out exactly. and come back to stillness. Right. But you've acknowledged it. So you've said, body, I heard you. We're still going to focus on the breath right now, though. Yeah. Right? I think it's and then, very helpful. Yeah, it's yeah. similar to our bubble technique that we write about in the... Oh, yeah. In the, begin- in the, in the Beginner's, beginner's Guide to, to Wellness. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you can take those pieces of thoughts and move them slightly, just notice, recognize it. Mm-hmm. Don't give it a story. Don't give it a thing. Just give it a name. Move it out of the way right. and come back to stillness. Eventually, you'll find less of those thoughts coming in and out. Correct. Correct. And that's what's so great about it. Right. You're actually training your mind to see it, notice it, keep it pushing. Exactly. Oh, we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. thing with fear. See, see it, it. Name, name it. it. Keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. (laughs) We will see you guys next week. Have a good one.